Welcome to the show, boys and girls. This is another team preview for those of you looking into the WNBA for the first time, or maybe just trying to get into the swing of things this upcoming season and wanting to know a little bit about the Indiana Fever. I am host Logan Jones. I am joined by my co-host and executive producer and overall cool soundboard guy, Jason Snow. Jason, how are you feeling about talking the fever today? Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to hear what you have to, to say. I know you've been doing some research and some prep on this. I know the general things that happen during the offseason and some of my general takes. But there is not a team in the league that I want to be better more than the fever. I have some personal connections there. That'll probably come up in this episode, but I am so ready to talk the fever and I'm so ready to, to get hyped because I, via the fact that I grew up in Los Angeles, I'm, I'm a native Sparks fan, but man, I want to be a fever fan. So I'm hoping you sell me on it because I, I'm excited to talk. Absolutely. We're going to give you, uh, the background on how the fever got to where they are now. We're going to give you a little bit of an overview of who departed, who they acquired, what their future ceiling might be in 2021, and some reasons why you, as a new fan of the WNBA, or just a regular listener of our pod who wants some more information on this team, should be a fan of the 2021 Indiana Fever. Uh, if you've been listening for any amount of time, you know that at any given time, one of the hosts of this show is pretty down on Indiana. We kind of <laughs> trade that mantle it was me for a long time. I tried to warm up to him. Then it became Steve. Uh, I, I don't know where, I don't know who wears that hat now. Um, but the, the Indiana fever are frustrating because they enjoyed a decade or more of excellence up until right when we started our podcast. Yeah. Uh, about four or five years ago. <laughs> um, so let's give you the story so far on the Indiana fever. Uh, after basically Tamika Catchings' entire career with the Fever, uh, where they enjoyed playoffs after playoffs after playoffs, a lot of success, one WNBA championship, uh, which is more than a lot of teams can say, uh, the Fever have basically been looking to reestablish their identity and regain uh, kind of their next franchise-level player to take them back to the playoffs since 2016, which is when Catchings left the team. Uh, the Fever have missed the playoffs in four straight years. Three of those years were under head coach Pokey Chapman, who's no longer employed by the Indiana Fever. New head coach Marianne Stanley saw Indiana go 6-16 six and 16 last year in her first year at the helm, which is good for second to last in the league. Not a great bubble season for the Fever, but they've made some offseason moves. They've unleashed some new looks. They've got a great new, they've got the Stranger Things jersey. They've got their colors figured out. Uh, they have acquired one of our show's favorite people of all time, Daniel Robinson, a veteran of the league. Uh, they are returning players such as Tierra McCowan, Tiffany, and Kelsey Mitchell. Uh, they're not related, but it's just fun that they have both Mitchells. Uh, Jantel Lavender's back. Uh, last year's draft pick, Lauren Cox, will be back. This year's draft pick, Kisre Gondrezic. Did I get that? I, I'll say it's good enough, yeah. She was selected fourth overall in kind of the first of what became a very wild first and second round of the draft that nobody really saw coming. 
Uh, and I'll, if you were with us on our stream on Twitch, uh, you saw me react pretty strongly to that pick. I didn't like it at the time. Uh, now that we know things went kind of crazy for every team past that point, I'm starting to like it more and more. And actually, the more I see this girl's highlights, the more I think the fever might be onto something. So uh, those are the, the kind of the key returners, uh, the big acquisition. They didn't really have a big acquisition, but Danielle Robinson, we love her. She's on the team now. Key departures, Erica Wheeler, all-star, is now in Los Angeles. So that is worth noting. No more Erica Wheeler in Indiana. We're excited to see her in the Sparks uh, wheelhouse, and we're excited to see her play there. But that about does it for the offseason moves for the Indiana Fever. So, Jason, I've been talking too long. I want to toss it to you. This team went 6-16 six and 16 last year under a new head coach. Erica Wheeler was probably their best player. She's not there anymore. Uh, Kaiser Gondrezic, I'm going to get it one of these days, is going to be new in the fold, but they're really excited about her. Uh, tell me, ceiling and floor for this Indiana Fever team that is so often snake bit in our discussions uh, on this show. So I'm going to start with the floor. If Indiana can't pull together an identity and they perform at the level that we've been seeing from the last few years, I say their floor is about three wins. Um, they, they pull one off of maybe a New York or a, a Dallas. And I, I think the, the floor is about three wins. I think that, um, I don't, I mean, obviously I don't see them being a, a no win team, but I could see it, it going pretty poorly on the flip side. I know I was a little bit higher on the Liberty and I, I think I'm still in that place. I'm hoping you convince me otherwise, but right now with everything I've seen losing their best player from last year, I don't see a, a focal identity of this team. Like I, I don't know what to expect. I don't know if this is going to be a defensive team, if this can be a high scoring team. Like I, I just don't know what they're building there. And as such, I'm going to put their limit at maybe eight. Like maybe they sneak in the playoff. That's, that's the ceiling in my mind. Um, and Maybe I'm wearing the Indiana hater hat right now. You're, you're kind of, uh, trying to figure out who is wearing it. It might be me, but I, I just don't see them doing better than that right now based off what I'm seeing. Like they did get D Rob. They, they had some good things happen. I just, I, I don't see it. I, I'm not as sold on kind of the out of the box, uh, first round pick that they had. So I, I see them. They could make the playoffs if, if things go well for them. Yeah. I don't think any any hardcore Fever fan of many, many years would argue that the floor for this team is bottom of the league. Yeah. I mean, that we, we've seen it happen a couple years ago. It was the Fever and then the Dream and then New York the last three years. But the Fever have been down there. They haven't made the playoffs any of those years. So they've still finished bottom four each of those, uh, each of those seasons. So I want, as you said at the top of the show, there's probably no team in the league that I want to see succeed, like beyond, like, like beat the odds, like get, you know, find a diamond in the rough type player as, you know, get a most improved type player, have a surprise all-star than the Indiana fever. I want them to be that team. But when I talk ceiling uh, in terms of standings, it's, you know, you have to skip down six or seven teams before you even start to consider, you know, can this team finish ahead of Connecticut? Can it finish ahead of Washington? It's like, no, I don't, I don't see it. They just don't have, they don't have the talent of these, these top tier heavy hitter teams with multiple all-stars, like MVPs of different leagues. You know, they, they can't hang with that group. 
you know, they, I think they belong pretty firmly in like the bottom five or six teams in the league group. Um, so like, obviously things can happen. You know, we, we see every year a group of three or four players kind of emerge out of nowhere and just take over. I don't know a lot about their rookie. You know, things could happen for this fever team. Just looking fresh in their new threads is maybe worth an extra win or two. Um, maybe they can stay in some close games, but I hate to admit it because it, it makes the team preview episode not very fun. I, I can't see a playoff ceiling for this team this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can make the case for, for the other, you know, the other four teams that finished nine or below last year, but a lot of things have to go wrong for other franchises in order for the fever to elevate themselves into playoff contention. Uh, if, if I were to play the same game that we played with the New York Liberty, where let's say it takes 13, 14 games to make that last seed in the playoffs, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say this fever team ceiling is probably in like the eight or nine wins range until they get some more help. I don't think they had the same offseason that the Liberty had where they went out and got, you know, Laney and Howard were two of the two of the brightest like offseason gems that you could land. And New York went and got both of them. I don't think the fever did that. You know, we love Danielle Robinson. I, I think she will play meaningful minutes there and be a good leader on that team. But it's just hard for me to see this team do anything fun this year in terms of like big win totals or a, a, like a hot streak to start the season because so many other teams have loaded up on talent. I think Indiana's falling further behind. So, which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. And I, I completely agree with that assessment. And I mean, we have a, an ongoing joke behind the scenes at the show here that like the people at the front office in, in Indiana must just not answer the phone because they don't ever seem to make the moves that need to be made. Um, and you wonder how many opportunities have floated past and at this point, it, it becomes a question of how does the front office and how does the the coaching staff create this as a destination where somebody wants to come and revive the team? Because I feel like that's part of what they're they're fighting an uphill battle of is, you know, people aren't looking to jump to the Indiana market right now as far as key players that are that are up for moving teams. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I I want to be optimistic. So I gave them a, play, a ceiling up in the playoffs, but. In all reality, I, I think it's going to be hard for this group to be competitive in this league. I, I feel like the league is is two steps ahead of the fever right now. Yeah, I mean, they've got some players that have been around, like Gentile Lavender's been in the league, mm-hmm. Jessica Breland, you know, 6'2 forward, she's been in the league. You know, they've, they've been around, they know how to play at the pro level, but they're just missing a centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every other team in the league, even, even the... You know, last year's lowly New York Liberty, they got the number one overall pick in a year where it was an amazing time to have that. Yeah. Um, because they can build their franchise around Sabrina for years to come. And I just, you know, the Fever might be the only team in the league that don't have that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it's weird because they, they can't really follow the Connecticut Sun method of kind of working their way around that by having everybody on their team be great defensively and score 12 to 15 points a game. Um, because they don't have, Kurt Miller and they don't have the athletes to really do that yet either. Um, if they can turn into that, I would love that. I would love for there to be another team in the league that isn't just, uh, you know, a headline player and supporting cast. Um, but I just don't think that they're there yet. And I feel bad because I want people to know there are reasons to be a fan of this fever team. Um, and that's sort of the discussion I wanted to end this preview with. Um, and I'll, I'll start that discussion with this. The fever, here's your fever stat. 
I want every team to have a fun stat. This is the Fever stat. Fever have made it to the playoffs 12 consecutive times in their history, which is the record for most consecutive playoff appearances by one team. And it was it, it, those appearances aligned with Tamika Catchings. That was the Catchings career team. So if you're new to the WNBA or even, you know, if you're, uh, you know, if you've been following our pod since the beginning, which started in about 2016, 2017, the Fever have been the butt of a lot of jokes. But prior to that, they were one of the most like storied teams in the league. They, they had a lot going for them. Um, I, I want, I want them to be successful. I want them to make a big acquisition offseason move draft pick that gets me excited. They just haven't done it yet. So Jason, I'm going to rely on you here. I need you to give me reasons to be a fan of this team beyond their awesome new uniforms. All right. Reasons to be a fan of Indiana fever basketball. I'm going to go with a few different things. I talked about this with the Liberty history, but beyond history of the team, because we've talked about catch. We've talked about the fact that they've been a great team for the majority of their time in the league. Indiana is a fun basketball place. The, the Hoosiers, it's, it's a basketball state. And if you want to be a part of a group of people that love the sport of basketball, Indiana is a great place to be. I, I talk about this, uh, when it comes to football. I've been a fan of football my whole life and basketball. I mean, I, I'm a fan of a lot of sports, but when I moved to Nebraska, uh, it was an eye opening that everybody knew football, not just like, Oh yeah, did you see the Husker game yesterday? But like, like, oh, when we switched that dime defense, we were leaving that wide receiver open and he was going into the slot. And like, <laughs> I, like those level of conversations are happening at the checkout line at the grocery store. And that's how Indiana is about basketball. Indiana knows basketball. They love it. And so if you want to be a part of that crowd, I think that could be a really fun way to go. And also, if you want to support players moving into leadership roles, Tamika Catching's taking a leadership role with the fever this season. Um, or I, I guess really last season, this season. Um, it, it's a great way to go and having her who is a living legend of the league being involved with the team, um, can definitely give you some motivation and, and help you be excited about this team, which at some point is going to hit, hit their stride again and get back into it. Um, also to, to wrap this up, even though you said to steer away from the looks, uh, the Indiana Fever logo is a classic sports logo. Like I, there's not much for me to critique about it. Um, the upcurved, classy. The upcurved script, um, very reminiscent of a lot of baseball uh, designs. Like you think Dodgers, Braves, kind of that similar type of script. It's it's a classy logo. I like it. You're 100 percent correct. Uh, Indiana is a great basketball place. Uh, this is a team with nine rookies currently on the roster. I'm sure that's going to be whittled down before uh, the season begins. But currently, their training camp roster is very young, very inexperienced. They're looking for a spark. Um, and I hope they find it. I know we talked about ceiling, but do you have a wins prediction for this fever team? Are we doing a ceiling or are we doing my, what I'd put money on? I, I'd, I would like what you'd put money on. What, what would you expect if I was new to the WNBA and I was like, what's going to happen with this team? Yeah. If I'm, if I'm setting my over under on wins seven and a half, that's fair. Yeah. I think they'll win half of the ones that they should win, uh, being, the other teams that aren't going to make the playoff. I think they win maybe half of those games. And uh, like you said, maybe they steal one. Maybe they don't from a, from a top tier team, but really I think they're going to, they're going to be in battles with, with kind of the the lower half of the league for the most part. And they'll win a few of them and, and lose a few of them. So 
That's a fair line because my my prediction, if I had to put money on on something, I would bet the under there because I think seven wins. Okay, for this fever team, yeah, that's where I'd put them. I've been wrong before. It's been known to happen, not very often, <laughs> but <laughs> that's that's a joke. Y'all know. I I want this team to get back to its roots as a historically relevant powerhouse team with a star player that's in the All Star game every year. And I hope they can do that. Maybe one of those nine rookies is that player. We don't know. The GM certainly don't know. The, the draft was wild. We, you know, evaluating talent in this league is not an exact science for sure. So that is the Indiana Fever team preview. Go out and get some Fever merch. Get a, you know, get a favorite player on this team. Learn to love Danielle Robinson and you'll love this league for years to come, man. Um, she she is a, a show favorite, friend of the show. Um, Jason, I want to toss it to you for uh, the end of show plugs and anything else you want to include about the Indiana Fever. Yeah, Logan, if people want to connect with us, they can always follow us on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. That's where we talk about the current up-to-date stuff. The show only releases once, twice a week. So if you want the most recent stuff, the best place to go is to our Twitter. Um, and there's a lot of great people on Twitter. If you're looking for people to follow, hit us up. We'll let you know who else is is a great follow regarding WNBA stuff. If you want to rep some merch from the show, you can always jump over to our merch and dice store. That's wnbanation.storeenv.com. Uh, and also, if you're looking to have some fun and chat with us directly, we record all of our episodes live now on Twitch. So you go over to twitch.tv slash wnbanation, and that's a fun way for you to uh, to interact with us uh Follow if you have the resources or if you're an Amazon Prime member, go ahead and subscribe and uh, make sure you set the notifications so you know when we're online so you can join the conversation. We like responding to you guys live as you guys are talking. We, we try to incorporate you into the episodes as we go. And last but not least, the one thing you can do that helps us out maybe the most is jumping over to wherever you listen to us and rating us and reviewing us. Uh, whatever pod grabber you use, give us a rating that helps us in the search algorithms, um, helps bring our name to the top. And when you write a five-star review, we like to read that five-star review. And over the last week, we've actually had three of them pop up. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, and read these. Uh, we appreciate you guys for doing this. Uh, so if you want your review read aloud, uh, go ahead and give us a five-star review. And we'll read it aloud on here, um, which almost all of you gave us five-star reviews, which we're so grateful for. I mean, we've, we've gotten a few lower reviews, um, but a lot of those are the same people who make uh, kitchen sink jokes on Twitter. So we don't really care about those at all. Um but yeah, so Jason White 615 uh, said, great cast with great, great insights. Uh, the draft show was phenomenal. Go Liberty. Um, we appreciate it. We're, we're glad you enjoyed the live show. Um, and we're, we're glad you appreciate our insights. We, we do our best to be prepared for the show. Chamberlain's Hinge gave us a rate, a five star rating. They said, the hosts have great chemistry and a genuine appreciation for the game. Probably the most entertaining of the small group of WNBA podcasts. I'm always grateful when there's something that hap- big that happens or I just want to feel like I'm hanging out with fellow fans. Constantly a great hang. Uh, we appreciate that and we enjoy you joining us. Uh, and last of the most recent five-star reviews is from Mike DeCobb. Simply put, I love this show. Four life- long- lifetime friends with great rapport and terrific knowledge and passion for the women's game. We need more shows like this to help promote the WNBA, especially because the hosts are very fun and positive. Keep up the great work, fellas. Um, we appreciate it. We appreciate all of you who have written reviews in the past. And if you haven't, if you could just take a minute, that helps us out so much. Um, but other than that, um, my goodness, Fever, I really want to be a fan. I lived in the state of Indiana for two years. Uh, make it happen, Cap'n. I, I really want this so bad. If, if I could watch them be competitive in the playoffs, it would make me so happy. 
Um, Logan, anything I missed? Uh, just that I, Mike DeCobb is also a Twitter follower and, and recently tweeted out a picture at us, uh, of his new LA Sparks uniform, palm tree and all. So if, uh, if you leave a five star review or if you just want to show off your recent merch, you can go tag us in your photos and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you know how you did. Cause we like those too. So yeah, all, all three of those. Um, super, I got the warm fuzzies, Jason. I, I mean, I read them when you sent them in our chat and I was like, Oh man, that's the stuff. So if you want us to feel good about ourselves and also if you want to kind of help the, the cause as we're moving WNBA merch uh, and content and, and, uh, everything forward leading up into the season. This is the time to do it. This is the biggest time of year, um, for not just for getting new followers, but for getting the league kind of out there to new eyes. It, it really makes me happy when friends I know who I didn't think were interested in the league text me about the draft or show up to things in the orange hoodie. Um, and we really want to keep spreading that love. So, um, reviews help with that. That's all I have. Uh, Jason, I can't remember if we did all the plugs or not, but I, I feel like I want to toss it to you one more time before we finish up. Uh, if I'm going to plug one more thing, one more time, uh, it's going to be Twitch. Uh, I know I already hit on it, but really it's a lot of fun. Uh, people on Twitch can tell you it, it gives us the ability to interact with you live. And for those of you who have similar experiences to, to me being a huge fan of this league, and then anytime you try to talk to someone about it, they're like, Oh yeah, like Sue Bird, right? And like, that's all they know about the league. And so like the ability to talk to people who are really into the league is a lot of fun. And I've got that with my buddies, um, with Logan, Steve and Kyle. And to have that on a regular basis, if you're looking for, you just want to spill your takes, come spill them with us. It's a, it's a great fun time. Um, follow us on Twitch. We record usually on Mondays and Wednesdays. So you can kind of work it into your schedule. We try to be somewhat consistent, though we're not perfect at that. So, um, Seriously, uh, come join us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. Give us a, a follow and a, and a subscribe if you can. Thanks for that, Jason. And thanks for joining me on these team previews. Uh, we've, we've enjoyed doing the two we've done so far. We'll have more coming at you soon. We'll also have another WNBA history to wrap up the Candace Parker WNBA history, uh, the mini series that Steve has worked on. And we're going to have a season coming any, uh, well, not any day now. We know when it's going to be, but we've got training camp. We've got, uh, we've got kind of feelers out there for potential interviews that we're hoping to do. So we've got a lot of content coming your way. Really excited about all of that. Um, thank you for joining us tonight on Twitch. If you're one of our Twitch streamer, uh, folks chiming in, we're going to hang out a little bit after the show if you want to ask us questions. But until next time, I'm Logan Jones. I'm Jason Snow. And we got you next time.